In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents. If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious, and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club. Gaspacho police. Oh, my God. What a stupid son of a bitch. He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Sayonara, sucker. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics, which Brian and I got a head start discussing uh, because Mm -hmm. for a mix-up, we weren't sure if Sammy was was making it, but obviously she is, and she is here for the big discussion of the day. <laughs> oh, I mean, I I couldn't miss this, but then uh, then there's a part of me that's like, does my opinion really is it? Needed? Well, but yeah, we're we're I'm not going to so. spend the whole yeah. we're not going to spend the yeah. whole show on it. There was actually a specific reason we had Brian scheduled for today, but what we were just saying, Sammy, is that like never do I nor- I was saying that never do I normally never do I ever wish I lived on the West Coast, except for last night I wanted to stay up for three more hours and read tweets. Yeah, I was actually I was preparing to go home or go to sleep and then this happened and I was like, wait, did that just happen? What is happening? And then I just like and then my adrenaline like took off. I was like, it was so stressful. It was stressful. And I was like, what is happening? Is this real? Is this staged? But I think also the thing about the smack that was surprising to me that hasn't been talked about was the um, those the noise it made. It was audible. (laughs) It was Mm -hmm. an audible hit it was an actor's slap that's like the thing which also like here's the thing like i don't want to like downplay violence or anything but like it wasn't a you could tell it wasn't like intended as to injure did Mm -hmm. did you get that vibe i don't know maybe i shouldn't be jumping in right no 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 that's that's a good that's i mean obviously there and this is sort of like what we'll get to which is like there's no good take here everybody behaved terribly Nobody yeah. is making excuses for anybody's anybody's behavior, although we'll talk about some potential explanations for the behavior. But yeah, it was so I think that's why I felt very stressed, because, you know, our jobs is sometimes to have a take, although, you know, we all are very good about, you know, not ch- staying in our lane. So when I saw it happen, my my little like woke Twitter brain was like was like on the fritz because I was like, there's no good take. There's everybody's. Ah! It was very yeah. stressful. <laughs> Also, yeah. there was the element that people were not clear what happened. People didn't know what he said until you saw, like, I don't know, I saw some footage from Australia where it was not censored. Um, I had stopped watching by what, this point, so I don't know what oh. did they what did what did they air just to the U.S. Just the the GI Jane joke and then the slap and the slap and then you yes. hit the slap and then it was just a lot of silence like a lot of like because because i guess then chris rocks like cursed he said like wow will smith just smacked the shit out of me and they cut that out and then and yeah. then will smith obviously was like screaming at him so you couldn't hear that either yeah and then obviously Here's- for a good period of time people were trying to figure out if it was a bit mm-hmm. yeah avi was like avi was convinced it was fake i was like do you understand that no publicist in the entire world <laughs> would allow their client to get up on stage and smack the Oscars presenter because 
you're seeing this reaction like people are like violence violence um mm-hmm. and then obviously there are reactions on the other side but i will just say if he had just screamed the keep your wife's name out of your fucking mouth thing he would be hailed as the hero of heroes like yes you'd have people being like you know he shouldn't use profanity but i think most people would be like he defended his wife with his words mm-hmm. and like yeah. it was a disruption but like it would have been i think you would have had more people being like it's okay. And you definitely wouldn't have people being like, it's assault. Like, call the police. Yeah. I mean, everybody's like scale is like different. For, so let's talk about yeah. if you are listening to this and you don't know what happened, I would recommend catching up. But we'll, we'll I don't probably think all listening it. to this. Who doesn't know what happened? We all probably watched it uh, more times than we wanted to. So much secondhand embarrassment. It was terrible. Chris Rock said, he went up, he's presenting an award, best original or best documentary feature. And he said, Jada, I love you. And then he added G.I. Jane too. I can't wait to see it. That was a reference to her short hair. Jada Pinkett Smith wears her hair short. Last night, it was very short. And this is as a result of hair loss due to alopecia, which is just happens to be especially common among black women. Around 47% experience it. It's an autoimmune disorder that causes hair loss. She began opening up about her diagnosis in 2018. I am not sure if Chris Rock knew any of this. And it's up to you if you think his knowledge of that is relevant to when you made the joke or what happened next. What was odd was that Will Smith did you guys see this? He seemed to laugh at the joke at first. Yes. Or maybe they panned in and then yes. but Jada was not amused, obviously, and she instantly, you know, she she had she kept sort of a blank yeah. stare. And then it seemed like once he registered that his wife was offended was when he walked up there and seemed to like it's hard. I mean, I accurate. keep watching it to figure out like when did he decide to slap him? No, that that was accurate. I wonder if while he was walking up, he was thinking, maybe I shouldn't do this. I think Chris Rock did not realize a slap was coming. And I think it was just like a heat of the moment thing. And, you know, it sucks because, like, no one's talking. Then he won. really sucks. And I, you know, that what he pulled out about the protective father, you have a hardworking publicist. One that would not allow this to happen is a stunt. So (laughs) I'm just saying. Um, I, yeah, I mean, it's definitely like, it became the conversation of the, of the whole thing. Which I felt like was really unfortunate. I think, you know, I like, like, yes, is like, like he gives his speech and then he's like, well, I, you know, I I love my wife. I'm like, okay, using violent, like using violence as an excuse and or using your love to, uh, as an act of violence, as an excuse is like not acceptable (laughs) to act down, you know, that is not a good excuse. And um, I just felt... Yeah, there's no good excuse. There's no good excuse. You know, and I just felt... Re- his moment was completely overshadowed, but it wasn't just his moment. It was the moment of all the people who worked to get him there, his team. Like, they wanted this forever for so bad, and now they couldn't really fully celebrate it. All the people who worked hard on that film couldn't fully celebrate his win because of what he did it was just and like he says he does it for his he did it for his wife i mean i really feel like he he did it for his own ego you know it wasn't Mm -hmm. and so it just like kind of like put a sour taste in my mouth and then i felt bad for all of the nominees afterwards because everything like you know Questlove wins an oscar right after that and now he's supposed to give a speech like Mm -hmm. it's it's just kind of it's just extremely selfish and kind of you know fucked up just slap him during a commercial break the oscars the (laughs) immemorial thing was really just like poorly timed also yeah here's the thing i know he said like i did this you know out of love and protection and like there's i mean i think that's like a very problematic 
defense yes. on its own. But I think the even like the sadder part is that like you saw that he really regretted it and that he really felt remorseful and that he just didn't yet like there was not enough time for him to to you're talking like, about during pull. his acceptance speech where you got yes. the remorse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think he was crying because I think he was crying because he was like, fuck, why did I do that? I think he was furious at himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think he was mad at himself. It was not a cool. Obviously, it was not a cool joke for Chris Rock to make, especially. And I learned this later is that Chris Rock made a documentary about like black women's hair. Oh, right. So I, I also think part of the reaction from the audience was like people did not under connect that immediately that a she had alopecia and he was making a joke course, about yeah. like a bald character like the whole I audience didn't understand, laughed, which was right right like i think people did not understand that and then knowing that there might be some knowledge that will smith has about what things he said about like black women and their hair what there's mm-hmm. i think there's so much more than what we saw and then we saw it like muted so it was even more weird yeah. of a situation Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. You get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Apparently, like, I think Rebel Wilson made a pretty rude joke about their marriage at like a different award show. And like, they've been needled publicly about this for a while and which yeah. might people say could have contributed to to why he but like I think what we're getting is like the show was ruined because of Will Smith. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it depends. Do you think Chris Rock ruined the show or do you think Will Smith ruined the show? Do you think Chris I Rock think that, wrote that joke? Like, I don't. Yeah, like, that's my that's my other question. Like, I don't think point. Chris Rock just went up there off the cuff. I could <laughs> be wrong. Whoever did watching that someone, all go down. Oh, man. Or that was like maybe one of those quips he had in his back pocket. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how that how the machinations of Mm -hmm. him being up there went and like how he decided to come up with that with that comment but yeah i mean i think will smith i think he knows that he did the wrong thing and that is clear like we'd be having a different conversation if he had acted maybe differently in the yeah yeah like Like you said had he just yelled at him or or said something and not been violent then maybe it would have been like Oh yeah, that was a fucked up joke. Chris Rock shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. But now it's yeah. now yeah. it's now that's been being overshadowed by his reaction, and you know, right. and 
poor fucking Jada Smith. <laughs> like, yeah. She, not only was she the butt of the joke, but then her husband goes up and slaps someone on national television and all right. everyone yes. is talking about. And then their children are at the after parties. I'm like thinking that. I was like looking at the I think pictures one of, of... one of their kids tweeted like, like, and that's how it's done or something. Like was very... Well, this is like... Oh, that's a good example to teach your child. Like, yeah, you know, that, like... I mean, that's a, this that's is what a, I'm thinking. A kid, you know, they're... They're in well, their yeah. 20s. They're, they're, they're yeah. young. They're, they're young it's adults. It's their mom. But, they're but my also problem like, is that like... Yeah. Will Smith made a decision. Maybe it was impulsive. Maybe he made no decision. It was impulsive. He, it was he, clearly he, an impulsive he, he slapped Chris Rock. He decided he wanted to do that at the Oscars. I can understand his motivations for doing that, all of that. But to me, it's like, but then if you hit somebody at a work event, I don't think you should be able to stay. I don't think you should be able to go to the parties afterwards. Like we talk like we talk a lot about how if you're going to behave in a certain way, you nobody's stopping you, but then you can't necessarily I I I I found the reaction in the room to be unusual and granted I don't think anybody knew how to react. Um everybody was looking at Twitter finding different things. I think maybe that I think maybe they do you guys think that maybe they knew like it was he was a shoe in almost for this category. Mm -hmm. So maybe the producers knew that he was probably going to win and would have an opportunity to address it. And that maybe if that were not going to be the case, he would have been asked. I don't think and to be clear, I don't think he should have been dragged out. I don't think his behavior should be criminalized. But but what worsened, I think, the people that feel really triggered by this was the fact that was what happened after. I don't think there was protocol for this. No, like, I, agree. I don't. He was sitting in the I front. Agree. That was another thing. I'm not saying I would have known what to do. Yeah. yeah, it'd be one thing if he was sitting in like the back and then he had been like he had like run up like far. There, then he like, hugged Kreslov on his way up. It was all so surreal. Right. It, right. I think this was an example where no one knows what the fuck to do. It's all happening too fast. You have the producers of the show who were keeping the show going because they're not going to stop it. It's also like they were running late, which is their own. Like they always have that problem. Mm. So Very you late, have the yeah. producers of the show who are like, we're doing the show. Then you have the publicity and communications people who are like, what the fuck are we going to do about that? He won. He's going to go up there in a second. His publicist yeah. was down there telling him what to change his speech to. And I think what ultimately happened was that it just happened too quickly. Also, it wasn't like Chris Rock was like bleeding, hurt. Mm -hmm. He got up there and he made a joke again about it. So it wasn't like there was an injury to attend to. It was sort of like maybe there were people who thought it was a bit or something. Like, yeah, I think there was, I think it all happened too quickly. It also wasn't like there was like two hours of the show between that and his winning. Like there was right. only like twenty yeah. minutes. Okay, that was yeah. That was like the other thing too. It had maybe he not done one or the other, only one or the other. It was still wouldn't have been enough if it was a bit like if he just went up there and slapped him and didn't say anything and then sat down because like everyone been like ha 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 like you know he slapped him yeah. Or, but then he or if he just said keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth like but the combination of like made you know that yeah. was like oh this was like serious. <laughs> But well, it was there, also like I'm sure like the producers were like this is so crazy that I, if I I would have been like did they come up with this themselves without yes. clearing there it with us like just trying wondered. to figure out what happened well also I'm sure at play not reacting to um aggressively to like the to a black man in who was at yes. the Oscars like so much going on 
Well, okay. Here's my other question. So, I mean, there def- I definitely saw people defending Will Smith or at least mm-hmm. defending like, and here we are, three white people having this conversation, at least saying yes. like, don't, you know, judge these dynamics, like, because it involves two black men at, you know, like a predominantly white event, obviously, like Oscar so white plays into this. And, mm-hmm. and then you have like the joke, which was about black women's hair and their marriage. And it was just like, I think Kaylin had this take. Like, it's just like, you don't know what you're yeah. get it waiting into. And this is so different. Caitlin was not free yeah. for our emergency pod on a Monday morning, yeah, which no. is fair. <laughs> okay. Un- uh, yes, unfortunately. But, but I thought her take was perfect. She was just yeah. like, you know, there are dynamics here. That right. You- right. At the same time, though, I think if he had just yelled, then it would have been like a respectability politics conversation purely. And you could have just been like, okay, mm-hmm. like, shut up. He's a great actor. Like, he yelled, he defended his wife. And the he defended his wife out of love would have, I think, flown as a reason for more people because it was in words, not violence. I think like he I think you would have had more people on his side and it would have been like a more more of a conversation about like how annoying respectability politics at the Oscars are because hmm. think about who the Oscars has awarded before. Like you that conversation would have been the one we're having rather than like the violence conversation. Yeah, but like Brian said, like he ended up taking it to that place like for himself, for his ego. Yeah. That was not for Jada. And I read, my first thought was, um, well, I saw, like, oh, this really sucks for Venus and Serena. Yes. But also oh, I don't want to project amazing, onto the them. Way, just, they, they looked incredible. They were really emotional during the speech. I also don't want to project onto them. I don't know. I don't know how they felt about what Will Smith did. But I did see another tweet that was like, the, uh, the last award show when Jane Campion said that shitty thing about like, well, I've never had to compete against uh, or unlike me, uh, Serena and Venus don't have to compete against. She made a dumb joke against men. She was about, kidding about. Yeah. yeah but but yeah. it was that. And then this, both times at award shows, their like moment has been kind of has been kind of undermined by like yes. ridiculous behavior, which mm-hmm. sucks. So let's talk about these some of dynamics, some some of the reactions that we were seeing. Because like I said, as soon as this happened, I was like, oh gosh, there's going to be so many takes, there's going to be so many bad takes. Plenty of people, the majority, have wholly denounced misbehavior as completely unacceptable, no matter the circumstances, indefensible. Others are just simply adding, com- commenting on the dynamics at play here. Will and Jada's relationship, people mocking their relationship, Jada's health challenges, Will and Chris Rock's relationship. If you, But also, like, if you've ever witnessed or experienced violence, that was very triggering and upsetting to watch. And I can completely understand why you have absolutely no room in your mind or your heart for, like, any any discussion of the motivation that is is positive. But, you know, again, also seeing black women should have a right to like peace in a space without being insulted. And we just saw all last week only one black man senator really enthusiastically defend this black woman who was being attacked all day. So th- those are just some factors that people were thinking about, which I think, like you said, Sammy, had he just yelled, keep my wife's name out of your mouth, perfect, great. Like, I, I think that... The instinct to shut down that behavior is not what, even publicly or aggressively, I don't think is what most people have an issue with. It was the it was the violence. Yeah, it was like choosing violence. It, yeah, like he he took ten seconds to walk up there and do it, and that I think is like makes it just feel more like there were more moments that he could have stopped himself. I think so. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. 
In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. He's, you know... an adult man who's worked in this business for a long time and I'm sure he's dealt with difficult people all of the time and I'm sure he does not react that way in most circumstances so it's Mm -hmm. just a little confusing that in this moment and live television in front of all of his peers and the most important people in his industry he couldn't just take a deep breath you know and um you know rise above it and then maybe later confront him or privately confront him you know like (laughs) That's just like, it was just like, it was just so, it was just like wrong, wrong, wrong place, wrong time. I just said no violence, but like, had I, I'll be honest, like, had I read in page six that maybe he slapped him at the after party, would we have a different reaction? Would we be like, oh, that's kind of awesome? Or would we have, yeah, so it's just. I don't think we would be like, that's kind of awesome, but I think we wouldn't be like having as serious of a conversation. And we also would be talking about it as a footnote. And the rest of this conversation would be about like Ariana DeBose's speech and Mm -hmm. like the first step actor winning and Jessica Chastain's speech. Like, we would be having a totally different conversation about the Oscars if he had slapped him at an after party. Because then it would have been like, oh, I heard he slapped him. Not like, not right. like we all watched this in real time and tried to understand like what just happened. And like, I just think the shock was so much for people. Like, that was what it was for me. Like, yeah, it was the it was shock shocking. of what happened. Yes, absolutely. Well, I do want to have that conversation that you discussed because I thought oh, yes. <laughs> remove that. It was already one of, I think, the better produced Oscar ceremony in a very long time. What did you guys think of the host? I thought they nailed it. Nailed it. It was mm-hmm. uh, they had the perfect tone. Per- I just thought they were like some of the best hosts in years, like since like Billy Crystal was hosting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brian, thoughts? Yeah, I loved I loved Wanda Sykes' field piece in the Academy Museum. I thought that was really funny. Um, I yeah, and I thought they like shared the time really well. And then they <laughs> were together the right amount too. So I thought it was like I thought it was really well, well done because they didn't have a host at the Oscars. But what they did was like they had a bunch right. of different people come out and kind of like take hosting mm-hmm. duties, you know? And that's kind of what they did this year, which I think is a great formula. I think they figured out a good formula for hosting these things after, like, having Amy yeah. Poehler and Tina Fey do, like, the Golden Globes or the Emmys or whichever those were. And now it's like, okay, so maybe we just need a, a, a good women di- female dynamic to host all I think that's award also why, That's also why it was so shocking, because, like, I felt... These Oscars, like the, all award shows for the past couple of years, like we we have conversations about they hire these like male hosts who are a little a little edgy. So whenever I'm watching award shows, I'm generally pretty on edge. I'm like, fuck, what are they gonna say? But this one, I was like, I had kind of like relaxed into it. I was like, these ladies are making great jokes. They're not being insensitive. I'm liking yeah. it. <laughs> I closed my laptop, <laughs> and then we got a slap, and then we got a slap. Also, I think the representation makes it more like comfortable because. It feels inclusive. Yeah. Like it actually did feel inclusive. What last night's Oscars felt significantly more inclusive than any Oscars has ever felt, I think. And, and in I a more natural sense. The, in a natural yes, genuinely in a natural sense. And I think that that not in like a box checky sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that it makes it more comfortable, genuinely. Like I think there's like less like people are just more I mean, it was a very like nice Oscars. Like there wasn't 
You know, I right. saw people being like, everyone's just being like really nice and like gracious and whatever. And like, I get that that's kind of the tone now, but it felt, I felt that, yeah, up until the slap, it was really comfortable. I also think Amy Schumer <laughs> did a great job dispelling right after it happened. She had, there was one moment where she like went up to the two of them, Will mm-hmm. and Jada, I guess it was. And she did like such a great, moment of like yeah dispelling the tension and she was just she really nailed that particular thing and i think that was off the cuff too mm-hmm. yeah and she's like good for because she's good friends with chris rock he like is like a mentor of hers and he like directed her comedy specials yeah. oh, and like yeah yeah so I, I was i'm sure she felt like yeah. an interesting sort of way as a, no, as a fellow comedian as well right. you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm, sh- I mean, she she also just had the show Life and Beth where she talks about like family dynamics. I think if anything, that was probably the closest that yeah. like a public <laughs> broadcast has come to like a child having to triangulate between parents in a way mm-hmm. that like dispels tension. And she did it. Like she nailed that tone. That was definitely just- a factor. That was definitely a factor for yeah. everybody watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some other really lovely moments of representation. Troy Kotzer became the first deaf man to win an acting award. And this was presented by the Korean actress uh, Yoon Yoo Young. And she signed his name before introducing him. And this was no last year. Nobody could pronounce her name. And she referenced that. So it just was a really incredible yeah. moment of allyship that she took. She bothered to to learn that. And I think some other presenters did did as well. And then the audience, you know, took the right cues. They they waved um, as opposed to cheering. And that speech was really incredible. That actor is awesome. And that movie won for for Best Picture, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see a lot of the movies that were nominated this year. I have I, I never I really seen them only, and then I regret it. <laughs> I usually do see a lot of them, but I think I, I only saw um, the eyes of Tammy Faye and King Richard. Mm-hmm. So and like it was really good. Coda was <laughs> yeah. Coda was really good. It was like very heartwarming. If it's funny, okay. you know what right? I mean. It's funny. Oh, really? Yeah, it was funny. Okay, we don't yeah. Got, yeah it's got like some levity. Okay. And then, of course, Love Jane Campion became the third woman to win for Best Director. And this is now, last year, a woman won, too. So I feel like we're finally, for years, we were in this Best Director category where it was just, like, really bleak for women. Like, for, like, 20 years, the only person that had won was still um, Catherine, Catherine Bigelow. Bigelow. But now I feel like three three is like, okay, we're winning the award. And Coda, written and directed by a woman as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Brian, I, I don't mean this offensively because I know you are the best director amongst the three of us. But I really do think having women in a... Or just like someone with sort of like <laughs> yeah. nurturing tendencies in a director role or not. Nur- I don't want to mm-hmm. stereotype that. I just mean like I just think the dynamic is really good for like a female operator. And yeah. Brian's the best no, director I- here. So I don't want to, you know, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to insult him, but you know, I have, I have, you know, I'm very you comfortable. You have the softer qualities. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. very comfortable with my femininity and my masculinity. So I can accept both as a, like a compliment, yeah. you know what as I mean? As somebody who has <laughs> yeah. awkwardly tried to record TikToks with Brian directing, I can confirm he is very compassionate towards <laughs> yeah. women. Yes. But if he you always gets your good the- angles, gets you a good still cover image. <laughs> but also if you think about the movies that want, that one have, you know, over the past 20 or 30 years, the movies that won, they're very masculine movies. Like, there, yeah. there's not really, like, even uh, Catherine Bigelow, what was it, her movie, Jarhead? Very the Herlocker. Masculine, no, was it, or, the Herlocker. Yeah. Very, <laughs> <laughs> in my head, they're the same. I know. Um, yeah. Um, they, those are, ve- that's very masculine movie. Like, I think mm-hmm. the subjects mm-hmm. of, and the topics, and the, like, vibe, and the, 
I don't know. I don't know what's a the cinematic like, I wonder, vibe of the movies were very masculine. I wonder totally. how many Best Picture winners like pass the Bechdel test. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure like Coda does and mm-hmm. Nomadland, mm-hmm. which won, which which um, the female director won for last year. So, mm-hmm. so I think Chicago does technically. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they're talking about killing a man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, they Ariana DeBose, like you said, she made history as the first openly queer one of color to win in the Best Actress Supporting Role category. She had a really great interview with Deadline that I don't think was on a video, but she basically was like, it's ridiculous that Disney isn't really speaking out more against Don't Say Gay because like queer people are the faces of, of your content these days and they make up such a huge part of the fan base. And of course, Queen Jessica Chastain took home a well-earned statue for her turn as Tammy Faye. This was amazing. This also... It did. It felt overshadowed. It felt completely overshadowed because I frankly did not know that she made this amazing and impactful speech until Brian sent it to me, which should tell you something. She used her speech to amazing, raise awareness around mental health and suicide, particularly among LGBTQ. She does deserve it. Like after all of her, like, you know, the the culmination of the, the career she's had this far, I feel like really makes it even feel better. You know, I, I do also want to point out another Brian fave. She is not a nepotism case. Girl yeah. came from nada. You know, mm-hmm. no connections. Yeah. yeah. And she, yeah. she talks about how, note. like, she, she, like, her goal was to do, like, local theater for the rest of her life. You know what I mean? Like, if she was like, mm-hmm. if I can do that, then she would have been happy. But then, clearly, yeah. she did a lot more she than that. Is, she is, like, a fucking artiste. After I watched um, Scenes from a Marriage, I was, like, really obsessed with how like because it's so sparse it all it is is they're talking like that's mm-hmm. the whole thing depends on her and they're talking their chemistry yeah. and so i went into like a deep dive on both of them and both they're like best friends and they're like artists at heart like yeah and they're also with like jeremy strong who got criticized Oscar for being Isaac, essentially right? mm-hmm. yeah oscar uh, isaac and yeah. jessica chastain and they're friends with jeremy strong who's also like yeah has been famously criticized for, for being such an artist. Yeah. So I'm sure mm-hmm. if anybody ever yeah. criticized you and dunks on you for being taking yourself too seriously, like as long as you have an Oscar, you don't care. That's yeah. Does he have an I, Oscar? He does. No, but now she does. No, but she I've does. never heard I, anything no, negative about like, her. People, no, it, it was really only this like one New Yorker profile about oh, him. Yeah. Yeah. But she's friends with him and she came to his defense. If you remember. That's right. That's right. That's right. Was Ariana DeBois, was she nominated in the same category that Kirsten Dunst was? Yes. Okay, uh, yes. I love this for her. I do really hope that Kirsten Dunst gets an Oscar. Eventually. I know she was amazing in Power of the Dog too. She just she she's also what, just like yeah, career. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that I, was I, the I, moment yeah. that Amy that Amy Schumer did. She made a joke between he Kirsten Dunst was presenting, and he she was like, "Oh my god, are you married to that presenter?" Like it was to Jesse Plemons, oh, and wow. that That's was funny. what she did. And it was like very much like it lightened yeah. the whole thing up for me. Yeah. yeah. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. 
Alrighty, we're gonna stay uh, on theme a little bit. We're gonna touch. Well, one thing that I thought was interesting was that like a lot of times people say like, don't talk about politics at the Oscars. They talked a lot about politics at the Oscars and it was by far not not the most controversial thing that happened. So keep talking about politics at the Oscars. One thing they discussed at the Oscars and dunked on was Florida's don't say gay bill. So this is still awaiting Ron DeSantis' signature. I'm not really sure what he's waiting for. I am seeing a lot of energy when I post stuff on this. Um, behind like people being like, it doesn't say that you can't say gay. You're misrepresenting this. But like, come on. <laughs> the bill, what's I can specifically think of, what the what bill about death does? Did, did Obamacare have death panels? I'm sorry. I didn't realize we are um, being that particular about things now. Me neither. Thank this you. is news to me. Specifically, if we want to get specific about it, what this bill does is allow parents to sue a school district if they believe a teacher has taught children in third grade or younger about, quote, sexual orientation or gender identity or taught older students about such topics, quote, in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate. Again, whatever that means, very vague. Critics warn that this, what I just read, is so broad and vague that will it will basically scare teachers out of even mentioning sexual orientation at all, which begs the question, is referencing the fact that a student in class has two parents of the same gender saying gay? There's also a disgusting subtext to this that the far right media has been playing into that these laws like are to help avoid grooming. They like to they like to sort oh, yeah. of put out there that that um it's like sick to even say that. Like gay people, like, gay people are pedophiles, yeah. and they want you to. They want kids talking about gayness in schools so that they can sexually predate them or something. Mm. That is that is the, I suppose, one of the motivations for this. And it's, this is what teachers and kids in Florida are are presumably going to be living under shortly. It's ironic because you know they they these Republicans really love to harp on this idea of pedophilia and saving the children when the leader of their party like in name now only right now is an accused pedophile um Mm -hmm. so just like that irony is just like not lost on me i don't know um yeah can you imagine if any politician (laughs) are you talking about the trump one yeah the trump allegation can you imagine Mm -hmm. if there was actually like a credible like a legal allegation had been filed against a democrat like that we we would hear about it every day every day we hear about deposition there is a deposition in which i there was someone who said that Trump had sex with a 13-year-old. It yes. is not yeah. like not legally written anywhere. Like someone mm-hmm. signed their name on that. No, yeah. Yeah, I mean these laws are just so awful. Uh <laughs> so we did this video about this and I had to mm-hmm. ask Amanda to take the comments off of it because we did a, you know, we did one of those collab posts and it was just like very upsetting to see all these comments like I don't want my kids, It's that's too young. I don't want my kids exposed to gay things in their elementary school or what have you. And I just want to say like, you know, as a gay person who grew up, you know, in a time that wasn't as accepting, like I, I mean, I, I didn't know I was gay in elementary school, but other kids certainly did. And, you know, you know, they let me know. And I think that's what makes it, harder for like LGBT uh, kids because you know you're being told you are gay and you are told it's a bad thing so you are then trying to suppress it and you like and there's no positive you know talk about it but kids are still going to say it like the first time I was called an effing baguette which is not what they said was on an elementary school playground so it's like crazy to think that they are saving their kids from this idea of 
gayness and LGBTQ people when a lot of these kids are already being taught at home to hate gay people. And so like all this, you know, really does is reinforce this idea that there is something wrong with being gay. And it gives license to straight kids who've learned from their homophobic parents to continue to bully and ostracize gay kids. And it's it's like it's about keeping the status quo. It's really just yeah messed up also like if kids were figuring that out to say to you on the playground in like 1997 when there weren't when they probably didn't have many classmates whose parents or maybe their own parents were gay like yeah or the internet (laughs) right or the internet they had like way less exposure like technically to it and yet they still knew what gay was and were willing to weaponize it. So like it's mm-hmm. it's not that no one knows. It's also like incredibly, I mean, without saying ostracizing to kids who actually have gay parents, which there will there are plenty. Yeah. And it's also just like people fetishize sexualized children. I don't want to people sort of like imply things about children's sexuality or their like mm-hmm. dating status since uh-huh. the time they're babies like people mm-hmm. will have male female baby friend playdates and be like oh my god like wedding in 2040 like a lot of people have pointed out that hypocrisy that's a big one for people yeah, even, yeah i mean like, like give them a kiss <laughs> hug mm-hmm. hug wow yeah and it's like or, okay look, i understand hug because yeah. you would have like boy and a boy baby hug like the fine yeah but like you're getting shirts that are like future heartbreaker. heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like just any sort of like allusion to babies dating. Like how is that not this, you know, I, I don't know. And I don't think that stops can't. anyone from doing that. This seems like it's just what they've always done with gay people in this country, which is just like connect just the simple sexual orientation to like having sex like I, I remember it's like only in the past couple of years people have you know reminded you why saying sexual preference isn't necessarily positive is because it's like it's not about sex like the gay the yeah. word gay is not when you're invoking it you're not always talking about yeah. sex right. like it's just it's a it's a trait it's a There's demographic trait people like who have gay sex like that's right. what also like you know like <laughs> yes. that, that they identify as straight but they will sexually do things with mm-hmm. the same gender like that happens that. too no. so like yeah. making it about sex is very they're the ones who are sexualizing it yeah and you can't have a gay person without straight sex so it's like <laughs> it's, it's like it's the straight people are it are gay people are going to be around forever and they have been around forever and I'm no scientist, but I'm assuming that there were some gay dinosaurs. And <laughs> so, like, it's just like at some That's point. the best quote ever. At some I'm point. I'm no scientist, but. <laughs> at, at some point, yeah. like, just fucking get, get over it. Like, move the fuck on. It's just, like, it's just so, it's just so, it's just so frustrating. And, you know, we all know what it is. It's dog whistles. It's, it's, it's based. It's Bible shit. It's, it's, it's Bible it's, shit. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, ri- it's like trying to rally a base. Yeah. It's, yeah. No one cares so. who, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever encountered a person who is anti, who is like anti, anti-gay, anything in that realm, who does not have a religious basis for it. So Nobody like, it's cares literally about Bible shit. But like Brian is saying, there are some maybe well-meaning people, maybe not well-meaning people who hear it and maybe like, I guess I'm curious how many people who are not, you know, far right Republicans who know exactly what Ron DeSantis is doing are just hearing it and being like, 
oh, no, I actually just agree with that. Like, I don't mind the word gay, but I don't want them talking about gay sex in schools, which is not happening. And then they're fucking commenting on Brian's Instagram about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just like the fucking I don't, I don't want like, my kid I don't hearing know. about... Like this, I don't this want my kid hearing about sex in second grade at all. Like, frankly, if you can, exactly that's what I'm thinking. If you can't like, talk about sexual orientation. Now, I don't know like, if you can't talk about sexual orientation or gender identity. Then, like, I don't want to hear about anybody's like parents holding hands or like any of it. Then, mm-hmm. then just you can't acknowledge. We just children can no longer acknowledge in the classroom that their parents have romantic relationships to one another. <laughs> children well, should like, think all humans think- are asexual until they're mm-hmm. in fourth grade, and that we are birth through <laughs> osmosis. You know, right? Which is great for kids. Yeah, the right. Which we know is great for kids getting sexually abused and then not knowing what happened to them. And yeah, yeah. silence I mean, around you know sexuality is the answer. What's interesting though is that like there, when you think about how much like is based around family and understanding one's family in school at a young age, and how that not just people whose parents are gay, like it does kind of like I think the. If you want to think about it, like teaching kids about families is inherently sort of can be not inclusive, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's like you're gonna say it's just sort of adding more to that, like more charge to that. Like, why are you teaching kids about family trees and shit if you're just going to say that only one type of family tree is okay, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like maybe just don't th- don't talk about it if you don't want to address gay parents and adopted kids and single parents and people who are raised by their grandparents or an aunt or an uncle whatever it is like maybe just don't have that conversation maybe let and people I feel figure like it out from their own family right. yes and I feel like they're they're largely not but this legislation is just to make teachers too scared of even like begging the be- like even posing the subject of an inclusivity which is which is gross and. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not the only ones doing it. Texas Governor Greg Abbott also tried to get a state to force healthcare providers to report parents who are accommodating children's requests for gender affirming procedures, and Idaho doing the same, moving to criminalize healthcare for trans youth. Trans youth are sort of like a more narrow uh, target that Republicans have have found, but just like punching down in the sickest way at the at trans kids, like you couldn't find, it's you couldn't find. It's galvanizing yeah. because most people do not, especially we're talking in Texas, do not know an out trans person. So all they, or they have do is and they like, don't realize it. I feel like that's right. like or exactly. That, but trans people are not threatening your way of life. It's one percent of the population is trans. Exactly, but that's that actually makes it easier to make them seem threatening because you don't know yeah. the reality. And so it seems more threatening. And there's this like boogeyman in all these people's like lie in these in their minds that it's like in 50 years, we're not going to be like people are not going to have genders and like we're not going to know what anyone is. Yeah, and people are just going right, to like switch right. between the two when they feel like it. Like that's that's when because they don't actually like know what it actually is to like have a tr- like live a trans life. People are going to just like make their imagination and then Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis can like latch onto these people's scared imaginations about like what the world looks like when nobody suddenly has a gender. Like, yeah, they can just fill that vacuum with terrifying qualities and just yeah. a future dystopia that it has nothing to do with. Yeah. Rather than like, oh, here's a trans person, you know them, it's, it's fine. You know, like yeah. <laughs> this isn't going to change your life. Right, yeah. right. Oh, what a range of topics this morning. Thanks for yeah. coming back, Brian. We'll see you soon, hopefully. Yeah, it was fun. 
Yay. I missed that you That is all. our show. I miss you. <laughs> right. The miss listeners you miss you too. So we'll definitely make sure you're back regularly. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Dieberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.